When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review. Of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Indianapolis, Aries 31 has traffic 2 o'clock, slightly above. Can you say aircraft type? Uh, negative center, uh, no distinct outline. Say the truth, the target is rather brilliant. Wait a second, he's heading right for my windshield. The traffic is approaching head on. Alter right and really moving. And right by us, right now. Thirty-one. Do you wish to file a report of any kind of it? I wouldn't know what kind of report to file, Senator. This is nuts. What do you want? I just want to know that it's it's really happening. We recently had a close encounter. A close encounter with something very unusual. Who are you people? listening to the trailer for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and the story is as follows. A science fiction adventure about a group of people who attempt to contact alien intelligence. Roy Neary witnesses an unidentified flying object and even has a sunburn from its bright lights to prove it. Roy refuses to accept an explanation for what he saw and is prepared to give up his life to pursue the truth about UFOs. The film is starring... Richard Dreyfus, Terry Garr, Melinda Dillon, Francois Truffaut, and Bob Balaban. It is written and directed by Steven Spielberg. And here to join me today for this throwback podcast review, I have Nadia Dalamonte. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. Uh, we also have Isaiah Washington. Hey, what's happening? 
Oh, no. We should have all just done our attempts at doing the music <laughs> notes, I think. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We, did, we didn't plan this well enough. That's okay. Uh, Lauren LaMagna. Hello. And Danilo Castro. Hey, everybody. Okay, so talking about vintage Steven Spielberg today. Why? Well, because Steven Spielberg has released the most personal film of his career uh, this past year with The Fablemans. And it's interesting, I think, to go back and look at some of his earlier work from this era in particular and see how now that we know the context of what happened in his childhood and all throughout his life, how those experiences influenced the stories that he gave us in the past. Now, some people have been able to draw these uh, connections before uh, through various interviews and even just kind of digging deep and analyzing and trying to figure out how much of it was Spielberg imparting aspects of his personal life onto it versus just trying to communicate some universal truth that would appeal to a broad audience. Uh, But with Close Encounters, it's one that has endeared over the years, maybe not to the same level of something like a Jaws, for example, but it is definitely a film that was a big hit for its time and has gone on, I think, to be slightly overshadowed, you know, by other sci-fi films of the era, right? Like Star Wars, for example. Duh. But I think that Close Encounters uh, deserves to definitely be revisited uh, from time to time for a multitude of different reasons. Uh, Some of it has to do with the micro in terms of the personal uh, aspects of what you get out of it as an individual and the macro of what you get out of it in terms of philosophical, uh, what it means for humanity. And I think that there's a lot of learns here as well. So in talking about it, uh, I went back and I rewatched the theatrical cut of Close Encounters of the Third Kind here. I don't know which version you all watched uh, for this review, but uh, in looking at it again here today, let's see what everyone thought. Uh, we can start off first here with Isaiah. Isaiah, what are your thoughts on Close Encounters of the Third Kind? What's been your history with it? Um, my history with Close Encounters is actually pretty fascinating because when I first saw this film years ago in high school, I was very, very excited. Steven Spielberg is pretty much the reason why I'm interested in the art of storytelling and filmmaking and just studying films. I have to admit, when I first saw this back in high school, I really wasn't that big of a fan of it. It was a, it was a little bit on the disappointing side for me. Um, of course, there's a lot of elements to love about it within the technical work, but it's something that just didn't work for me as much, especially as with other Steven Spielberg projects. Fast forward years later, of course, I saw it last night, and it was a bit better of an experience. I definitely understood a lot of what this film had to say. Uh, at the end of the day, the film explores multiple themes with intelligence, discovery of the unknown, and communication. And like I said earlier, a few seconds ago, the technical aspects are exceptional. It's truly a film ahead of its time. The cinematography alone looks better than pretty much most of the studio film content that you get nowadays. However, Steven Spielberg, he was the writer of this film and something that he doesn't do as often as much as other directors do. There were a lot of ideas that he juggled and that he wanted to express and explore, which I can understand the influence, especially given around the time period of the Cold War in the 1970s. But 
I don't think all of that worked out in execution, uh, including with some of the acting, which I do love the lead performance from Richard Dreyfus, but some of the other performances just didn't work as well for me, ultimately making this a film that I respect more than I actually love. It's funny you say that because I did not like this movie when I first saw it either, not necessarily because I thought it was bad or anything like that. It just didn't have the same wow factor for me at the stage in which I saw it in my life. And I was around the same age you were, Isaiah, as well. And then I saw it again when I was the age you are now. And I liked it a little bit more. And watching it again now, I would imagine um, 10 years older than you? Yeah, around 10 years. Around 10 sure. years. I'll hold off on my thoughts and let's hear from some other people before I reveal how I felt on this latest viewing. Nadia, what about you? What do you think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Well, it's very fresh because I saw this movie for the first time a couple days ago. Wow. And I just never got around to Close Encounters. I had seen the majority of Steven Spielberg's movies, especially E.T. and Jurassic Park growing up. And, and I am curious how I would have felt about the movie if I'd seen it as a kid, um, especially given his subsequent alien movie, E.T., which is dealing, I think, with some similar themes just in a more family-friendly kind of way. Um, what, I, what I was really drawn to about Close Encounters is it's really not about human-alien conflict. It's all about contact and being on the edge of discovery, being compulsively drawn to the unknown. And it, it feels... It felt to me kind of timeless and also of its time and the way that Spielberg seems to be capturing the zeitgeist, the UFO craze of the 70s and in an era of people not being completely trusting of governments. And it comes through in them all the multiple stories at play um, from the, the suburban experiences that we see to the government's involvement later on in the movie. I think the storylines are woven together very well. It's a really great blend of wonder and horror. One of the first things that I thought of was I'd love to see Steven Spielberg do a full-on horror movie he's very good at uh, eliciting that kind of emotion in certain scenes I also think it's a really strong depiction of obsession and ultimately a very compelling reflection of art versus family which is one of the most prominent themes of the movie and a prominent theme of the Fablemans too oh I'm so glad you said that because that was my next point um, <laughs> It's interesting. It's interesting to watch Spielberg movies now that he's made the Fablemans because there's so many connections that you can make throughout his filmography, including this movie. And if you think about the protagonist of Roy, um, played by Richard Dreyfus, who gives a really great performance, he's just fixated on this image that's been implanted into his brain. And he has this urge of wanting to create something and pursue this vision. And it, it is at the expense of family. And it reminded me of Judd Hirsch's speech in The Fablemans, in which he explains to Sammy, who's a young Spielberg, that art slash filmmaking and family will always kind of be at odds with one another. And that really stood out to me watching this movie. And um, it, it's just, I found it to be really awe-inspiring. And it's this symphonic kind of piece of storytelling about ordinary people under extraordinary circumstances and it tackles very resonating themes that I think could be traced interestingly back to Spielberg's personal experience and with this being an early feature of his 
back to his professional life where he's creating and fine-tuning his own approach and skills as a filmmaker. Um, I, I do think, having said all that, that it's it does feel like a movie that I respect more than really deeply love. And I'm interested to see how the movie was going to hold up for me when I revisit it. Um, but I do find it a really deeply personal story. All the themes and the characters are drawn together really well. I love that music is used as, as a universal language in it. And I just love that it's really full of wonder, not just of the extraordinary, but of the ordinary. What is it that make that makes people so compulsively drawn to exploration and creation it, it definitely poses a lot of questions and i'm sure we'll pose more once we dig deeper into it okay danilo how about you hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline um i first saw close encounters probably as a kid you know when you're just mainlining et and, and jaws and raiders of the lost ark and it definitely didn't grab me on the level of those other movies. Those are a lot easier to process, a lot more sort of clear cut, morally speaking. And I think the big takeaway for me as a kid from this was that guy just like left his family and went with aliens. You know, that was, <laughs> it, it was a little, as a kid, you're like, how can he do that? But it's a movie that because it's, because it has sort of an ambiguity that I think a lot of Spielberg's other movies, or at least other iconic movies, don't have it's one that's always kind of intrigued me i think a little bit more it's less um it's less trodden ground than jaws or like i said some of those other ones where everything's been said about it every aspect of it has, has been praised and analyzed there's it feels like there's still some digging to do with this that's all relative obviously because it's spielberg but there's th something about this movie keeps me coming back i've seen it maybe four or five times now and each time it wins me over a little bit, I'm a little more intrigued by sort of its odd turns and its uh, its sort of resistance to a more conven conventional story structure, whether it be sort of like, you know, a hero, uh, a typical sort of uh, three-act structure. It's just, it's kind of bizarrely structured and that's really worth sort of digging into. And I'm sure we will because Spielberg is, you know, the credited name on the screenplay, which I think, as Isaiah pointed out, is rare for him. Um, and so I really like this movie. I don't think it's perfect, but I might think it's closer to that than anybody else on here. We'll sort of see. Um, I'll I'll dig further into it. But yeah, this movie's fascinating because of how many similarities it has to other Spielberg projects, but also the way it sort of tweaks them and, and takes them into I guess slightly less um, less obvious territory. All righty, and Lauren Lamagna. So I really like science fiction, as you guys all know. It's my genre of choice. It's what I grew up on, and I saw this film really young. I it was one of the movies that my dad showed me, and again, so young, I don't remember the age. I just remember being in awe of it, and I loved the 
scope of the movie and it was probably one of the most um philosophical and deep films I've seen at that point in my life and I'm glad that I am revisiting it now as an adult because I think there's so much more you can take as you do get older I think this film means a lot and it says a lot I think it's one of the first and one of the introductions to modern experimental sci-fi it's very abstract as we said the plot is a little on the non-linear or non-plot wise but I love what it says about connection and how personal it is to Spielberg I literally think that everything Spielberg wants to say in the Fablemans he already says in this movie so I don't know if I see a point in the Fablemans because of this and I just recommend everyone to see this film but it's about being chosen or leaving behind what is the difference what defines those two it's about finding connection it's about believing in something that you don't really know you just feel it and trusting that and I think that's very powerful and besides that I think on a technical scale this film is gorgeous um, from head to toe and it genre bends beautifully and it's done so through the crafts as well and I really love this film. I can't wait to talk about it more because I think there's so much in it that so many people can take out of it where you could have hours worth of conversation, which is one of my favorite types of movies. Yeah, co-sign that totally. Um, As I was alluding to earlier, having watched this now in my early 30s, I find myself at a point where so many of the themes of this movie that the character of Richard Dreyfuss um, is going through here in terms of the push and pull of his family life and then also this pursuit of creativity, the unknown, obsession. There's so many different things you can ascribe to his relentless, obsessive-driven pursuit of making contact with the aliens that... If I found myself relating to this movie more than I've ever related to it in my life at this point. Um, and it's actually made for a better viewing experience as a result of that. And that's the thing that I find to be so fascinating is that I think a lot of us watch this movie when we're a kid for a multitude of different reasons. It doesn't necessarily have like any horrific violence. There are some horror elements, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I think is okay when you're a kid. And then it doesn't have like any nudity or anything like that. So it's not really a film that uh, you can put in front of a child and, you know, call yourself a bad parent necessarily. (laughs) But um, it is a movie that does have some very big ideas and kids may not be able to understand or appreciate fully what this movie is actually attempting to say and I think that as you get older you do start to have a greater appreciation and I wonder I do wonder considering none of us here are married a part of me wonders how we would react to this if any of us were married um so that's a that's another phase of our lives potentially one day where you might think in the back of your mind you know Matt brought up that comment that one time on the podcast I I think I might want to revisit Close Encounters now at this stage of my life and see how I think of it. Now I understand why he left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I agree with everything that's been said here so far in terms of it's one of the best examples of Spielberg communicating cinematic wonder to the audience, because that's exactly what the characters in this movie are experiencing is they are gazing in awe at something that they can't fully comprehend and understand it's just something that they are 
experiencing with their eyes and their ears. And that, too, is what the movie is also doing for audiences, whether you're watching it in a big movie theater screen or at home, whatever the case might be here. There's so much to appreciate on a craft level that it does that for you. But then also, too, you get these other deeper philosophical questions as well that come along with it. And that's the thing that for me, I've had conversations with people about Close Encounters of the Third Kind that start off as questions about Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and then they veer off into, it's like, wow, how did, how did we end up talking about this all of a sudden, <laughs> you know? But that's the kind of discussion that this movie inspires within people. And I think that's why, you know, you have someone like uh, Francois Truffaut, who, uh, you know, a very prolific French director, screenwriter, film critic. Uh, he was drawn to this uh, material and wanted to work with Spielberg. And, you know, you have a lot of other uh, names attached to this as well that wanted to be a part of this. Um, and I think that there's something to be said, too, about <sighs> Lauren. I think you I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Actually, there's a lot of uh, overlapping themes here with the Fablemans in terms of family, art and the conflict that the two were always engulfed in with one another. Um, and so I guess we could start there, ultimately. I want to ask, what do you all think the obsession that Roy has with wanting to make contact with the aliens, what do you all believe that that is a metaphor for? Oh, I think the creation of art, like the process of making... Mm-hmm movies like the toll it takes when a director is making a movie for example and just how consumed they are of the process mm -hmm. much like how Roy is when he's drawn to the impulse of he has this image in his mind and he can't get his he can't get it out of his head and until it is manifested in some way or until he kind of sees it to fruition and he follow like he'll follow it all the way through so I think that process of creating art is what that's what really spoke to me Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of Close Encounters of the Third Kind here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full-length review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.